0: It started by me wanting to give kids that couldn't afford to play baseball a chance to play.
1: Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 39, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Today, we're talking about middle class and poor kids ditching youth sports and how expensive these sports can actually be. Um, I recently saw an article, and we'll link it, but the title is Game Over, Middle Class and Poor Kids Are Ditching Youth Sports. And one of the quotes that I saw is, the typical family with kids who play sports spends about $700 a year on fees, equipment, and more, but some spend up to $35,000. Diana, you and I definitely know There is some money spent in travel baseball.
2: There absolutely is. I will say the second year we did travel ball, one of the families from our teams tallied up how much money they spent on travel ball. Just to give you an idea, I am positive that our fees that we played that year for our travel ball team were right around $1,000. Okay, and the $1,000 would include the facility fees, uniforms, tournament fees, pretty much everything that you would think of for a standard travel ball team fee. And honestly, even more than some advertise because a lot of people will say like this doesn't include uniforms or whatever. Well, that was pretty much the fee to be on the travel team was about $1,000. Yes. Well, this family tallied up how much travel ball cost them and what i mean by that is that fee obviously um gas to and from practices because it's 45 minutes away and to and from tournaments hotel fees um eating out when they wouldn't normally have eaten out
1: extra drink
2: uh yes concessions and things yeah. that you've packed some optional trips you know that they wouldn't have had to have done but like our spring break trip to orange beach so they tallied oh, yeah. up that condo for the week and the the travel i believe they flew and it was not cheap so th- the flight down there, the rental car. So I mean, they just tallied up everything and I'm not even I don't even want to say how much it costs because I heard and I begged not to be told. So please don't tell me. I don't I I prefer
1: living in denial. I don't Right, absolutely.
2: I don't need to know. And at some point in time somebody let it slip and I've never let that number leave my head. It's just like burned in my brain. And that's when it was cheaper. So again, we're not quite as extravagant as that, but in other ways, we also have two kids playing travel ball. And yeah. yes, we know how expensive it is. We Absolutely. just talked to Mark Hammond. And do you remember when he gave us an idea how much a weekend in Texas?
1: Yeah, it was no for Vegas. It was just that one trip. And it was like it was you Texas, know... wasn't it? I think it was Texas. Was it Texas or Vegas? I think it was. But remember. either way, it doesn't matter. He went to both. He went, he went to, to both. To, well,
2: yeah, plus several other places, North Carolina yes. and Florida. Yeah. Um, but he, he said, if you tallied everything up, it could easily be $2,500 for a weekend. And that's per Absolutely. weekend. And he, he even said he wasn't shy about it. We went to Florida. We went to North Carolina. We went to, I don't remember if we went to Kentucky. We went to Vegas. We went to Texas. and
1: Yes all of those add up.
2: I can't help but think, and he said that, he said, I'm so blessed to be able to do this. And and I agree, we're so blessed to be able to do what we're doing for our kids, even though it's a tiny fraction of what he's doing. But it just kind of breaks my heart for the fact that so many people can't do this. And we have a hard enough time in our area getting people to play baseball and continue with baseball. I hate to see... That gap widening between, I guess you could say your haves and your have-nots between playing baseball and not playing baseball. And that's something that's just been on my heart for a long time is how do we make this more inclusive when, you know, little leagues and rec ball are kind of starting to diminish and go away a bit.
1: Absolutely. Well, even in rec ball in little league, I mean, everybody needs their own bag now and everybody, I mean, I remember in my little league, everybody would share a helmet. Like, man, we, the coach brought all of those, all of the bats. We, we, you know, used all of those bats. Nobody brought their own. I brought my glove and I think I was given like a baseball cap and that's it like all the rest, like, you know, it was standard uniform that they provided and then you give them back to them. But um, you know, nowadays everybody has to have a helmet. Everybody has to have a special bag. Everybody has to have a bag that goes in there and your mitt and everything. And, and absolutely
2: catcher's gear. If heaven forbid yes. you ever want to catch.
1: Yes. And so lower income families um, or even single income families just can't afford it anymore. Or even the time to take away from working to take to practice and things like that. And it, it is, it definitely weighs on your heart
2: it does and and again i'm going to go back to the rec league like in our teeny tiny little rural area for a season to play anywhere from eight to 10 games is even that's 100 bucks and families I know have a hard time coming up with that fee and that's before all the equipment and everything that you're talking about and I know a lot of rec families that their kids only play rec you know they don't do travel but they still like to do camps and they still like to do lessons and things like that for their kids um times in the batting cages right so again it it definitely adds up even if even if you aren't playing on a travel or select team. And not only that, not only the fact that how do we how do we make this better, what do we do to fix this so that lower income families can still play competitive ball, but also what do we do so that our own kids who are blessed enough to be able to do this. What do we do to help them appreciate it? Does that make sense? Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Do you
2: guys do anything? Do your kids do anything to help kick in any of their fees or to help with any of the fundraising? We or...
1: don't, but I have heard some recent ideas and I love those ideas, but we have not. You, you mentioned going to spring break and putting a jar out and having you know any extra change or anything like that, going into the jar to help pay for that extra spring training trip that your baseball player enjoys as well as the family gets to enjoy so that they can actually see that they're helping to put in their own money as well and then um there was the other family you mentioned if you want to bring that up again
2: yeah well i have i have a couple instances there's one family this is the first time i'd heard it and they still play with our organization and they said from day one they've got three boys who all play travel at some level or another and i I don't remember the exact percentage, but that's not that important. But they're all responsible for raising, I want to say, like 10% of their travel ball fee. So wow. if their travel ball fee is $1,500, then they're responsible for earning $150 for the year. And so they will, and you know, and I, my understanding is they do things like they go rake lawns for their grandparents and their grandparents pay them, or would or they just find things to do, you know, shovel neighbors' driveways, things like that. So I always thought that that was really interesting. So they're not making the numbers so high that it feels unattainable or that it doesn't become fun anymore. But it's enough to where they kind of can feel, you know, some of the impact and then feel some pride, take some pride in, in what they're doing and not just taking it for granted. And we did something similar, I believe I talked about it, ages ago for Florida. For that Florida trip we did for Xander, we put out a huge jar and he had to pay for his plane ticket.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Or something like that. And it was like $200. And we thought this was going to be a huge number for him and he earned his... So quickly and so easily. Oh. that One of the things he was going to do is we, we said we had so many cans to take back. And in Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, you get your deposit back. Yep. And we had so many t- cans to take back. And it, it just became this giant chore that we had told him for a percentage of that $200, he could just take back some cans so we didn't have to. Like, we'd take him to the store and, and he could do that. And he didn't even end up needing to do it because he earned the money uh, doing Essentially, it was doing chores for grandparents, and there was a little bit of allowance he threw in there and uh, some birthday money, things like that. But um, I've also heard... Of people having their kids do like lawn mowing or just taking up little jobs. Like I said raking leaves, uh, plowing driveways or, or shoveling driveways, mowing lawns and paying for part of their travel ball or maybe they're buying their bat or maybe they have to buy their catcher's equipment or they're, they're doing something. So I'm really curious if you as a listener have your kid do anything to raise any money? Is that something that you believe in? Is that something that you've tried? And if so what do you do that works? Because we would like to learn. We're curious.
1: Yes, we would. It's nice to give the kids a little bit of an ownership as well. It is. So in saying that, we also know one kid that has gone above and beyond to try and provide for some of those other kids. Today, we have an amazing guest here. His name is Carter, and he's also joined by his mom, Patsy. They're from Utah, and he started his own foundation called Wish Upon a Moonshot. Welcome Carter and Patsy. Hi, Hi.
2: thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here today. So I'll start out by saying we found Patsy and Carter just on a Facebook group and we saw that he was in the process or had started this foundation and I was really interested in it so we reached out. But before we get into the specifics, um, let's start talking just a little bit about baseball. So Carter, you are 13 years old. Yeah. Okay. So Stephanie and I both have 13 year olds. So we talk a lot about 13U baseball here in Michigan. So I'm just curious if you could talk to us a little bit about your baseball experience. Like when did you start playing and you know, what sort of teams have you been on? Uh, I started playing
0: like four or five years ago and I've played for the Mountain West Highlanders TC Impact TC Knights, Grantsville Cowboys, and then now
1: the Utah Elite.
0: They're all competition, travel, competitive
3: teams.
1: Ah, okay. Very cool. Do you guys have Little League around you? Yeah, I played Little
0: League my first year.
2: Okay. I have to ask because I actually lived in Utah for several years and that's where I had both of my kids. And my husband and I have always been huge baseball fans, but I feel like when we lived in Utah, like, baseball was kind of an afterthought it was soccer everywhere soccer fields everywhere um do you see that at all like are, are there a lot of kids do a bunch of your friends and kids at school play baseball or is it or, or more of them into like soccer and other sports
0: there's a few kids that play baseball at my school a few kids. Most of the kids play football and
3: I would say it's definitely growing within probably the last four years. There's there was really only one or two competition teams out here. And then now there seems to be about four or five just in Toella alone in Grantsville.
2: Okay. All right. So it's growing. That's that's exciting. I know though I always wondered if it's just because, you know, there's no major league baseball team there. I know you guys do you still have the Salt Lake Bees. Yeah.
0: The games, actually,
3: uh, they're expected to do pretty well this year, especially for them not being able to play last year due to COVID. And then I do believe they're opening to 100%. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive they're opening up to 100% capacity.
2: Okay. I I wouldn't be surprised. I know a lot of college stadiums even around us are doing that as well. So it seems like people are, are heading back that direction.
3: Yes, thank goodness.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm assuming because you're in Utah, it's not a year-round thing.
0: Um, it's all year around, fall and spring, and we play about like six to seven tournaments a year. Okay. And then our weekday and weekend games.
2: Oh, you guys play during the week too. So you said it's all year round. So in the winter, do you guys have like a dome or a field house or something that you practice in? Uh, I practice
0: in like an indoor facility. Okay. And then he also, we got lucky. He pre-
3: their team is lucky enough to have a full indoor facility. And they do a lot of batting in there, some fielding. And then he also goes out to a coach out here, um, Dale Devereaux with the next ace he's got a big indoor facility. So Carter kind of has the best of both worlds. So when he practices with the team, he's indoors and then his private coach indoors. So he's always going. Awesome.
1: Very cool. What is your favorite baseball memory?
0: Um, when last year I played the Grantsville Cowboys. We love the Cowboys. It was just a really fun
1: season. Oh, nice.
3: It was his fall ball team. It's kind of the the big team in Grantsville that everybody wants to play for. They needed a couple of fall ball pickup players, and Coach Kirk happened to call, and we took the spot immediately, and those are the best coaches I think he's ever had, the best team he's ever been on. Would you agree?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So is there a chance you would go back there in the fall then?
0: Yeah, they'd give me a spot. <laughs>
2: well, good luck with that. That's awesome. Thank you. So let's switch gears here a little bit. And I want to talk about this foundation. So, well, why don't you tell me about it and tell me what it's called and how it started?
0: Uh, it's called Worship on a Moonshot. And um, it started by me wanting to give kids that couldn't afford to play baseball a chance to play.
2: I love that. And mm-hmm. when did this all start? In February 2020. February 2020. Okay. And do you mind if I ask, like, was there something specific that happened to spark this idea? idea? Like, how did this come about? Uh, My dad being deployed. Your dad being deployed. Okay. So your dad's in the military? No, he's a contractor. Okay. So was this the same time that your dad was deployed? The February of 2020?
0: Yeah. Uh, Baseball's pretty much my outlet from him being deployed. And I wanted to give a kid a chance to play the game that needed an outlet.
2: Oh, I love that okay so your dad was deployed baseball is your love that's your outlet and you wanted somebody else to have that opportunity as well yeah that's great and so what what did you end up doing about that in 2020 did you did you raise some money did you have some of your own money did you like find a specific kid to sponsor
0: so I found a specific kid to sponsor and I paid for him to play t-ball and I Paid for all of the gear with my own money.
1: Oh, that is so cool. So
2: is gear like like a helmet and a glove type of thing?
0: A helmet, glove, bat, batting gloves, baseball
2: bag, a tee. Oh my goodness. And you bought all of that?
1: Yeah. Oh, that is so nice. Wow. What was his reaction? He was excited. Oh, I bet. Was it somebody you personally knew or you just kind of um, heard about him through somebody else? I, I knew him. Oh, that is so cool that you have that extra tie. Did you go and watch him play a game? yeah
3: he actually got to help coach a game it was so funny because the parents were actually allowed on out on the field with them and it's like herding (laughs) cat
1: i know that all too well
3: (laughs) and i mean he loved it he the kid loved it it was really nice to see him interacting with the
2: player that he got to sponsor
1: absolutely
2: so this year were you able to sponsor somebody else or is that are you looking to sponsor somebody else um, I'm looking to sponsor someone else. We just didn't know how COVID was going to be out
3: here. At first it was, yes, there's going to be a season. No, there's not going to be a season. There was a bunch of stipulations in place. So we weren't sure how... Rec League was going to go, but I know that we're hoping to send um, a couple kids to a
2: couple camps out here. Okay. That's so cool. So I'm curious, you know, if you have a vision for this foundation, is this something you're trying to keep, you know, just kind of like targeted and local where you're looking for one or two kids to help play baseball, or is this something that you would be interested in growing? Um,
0: I'm trying to sponsor kids all over the country.
2: Okay. What are your plans to to finance that? I mean, is you're only 13. You're only going to have so much of your own money to spend, right? So are people donating?
0: I do like yard work and I get paid to do that. So I pay with some of my money and then some sponsors.
2: That's great. So if somebody were interested in donating to your foundation Wish Upon a Moonshot to help sponsor some kids to be able to afford to play baseball, how would they go about reaching out to you?
0: Wish Upon a moonshot at
2: gmail.com? Okay, so they could send an email to Wish Upon a moonshot at gmail.com and we can go ahead and link that in our show notes. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And you also have a Facebook page. I think Instagram, you have one too, right? Yeah. What's your handle? Wish Upon a Moonshot.
2: Okay, so your handle on Instagram and Facebook is literally Wish Upon a Moonshot? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Very cool.
1: Was there anything else that you wanted to mention, Patsy or Carter, that we left out?
2: No, I don't
3: think so. Just that um, we're trying to get more recognition for his foundation, grow his followers, We are trying to get our tax-exempt paperwork. We're waiting to hear back from our lawyers. So hopefully that should be in the next few weeks. We're hoping, fingers crossed, COVID's kind of put a damper on everything for that. Um, But we are working on that. Uh, Any donations would be great. I know that he's looking to sponsor kids all over. And it's just not easy being 13 and, you know, cutting grass is your main source of income.
1: Absolutely. Any little bit helps, right?
2: Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Patsy and Carter. We really appreciate it. And we wish you the best of luck with your foundation. I think this is such a great idea. It is. And I'm so impressed. I know our 13-year-olds haven't started a foundation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they're
2: going to need to step it up. So (laughs) Uh, we appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Well, that's a wrap. Make sure you follow us on Moms in Baseball on Facebook, as well as on Instagram. You can also join our Facebook group, Parents in Baseball. Until next time. Have fun at the fields.
2: We'll see you next week.
1: There was, um, you know, going on um, the, the, sorry, I'm blanking. Um,